Am I being harsh tonight? No, it was just like it was just like, hey, Dad got sick because he's doing exactly what you're doing. No, not Think exactly. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> While our dad is usually a main source of subject when discussing our personal and mutual dysfunction, we would like to emphasize the fact that having daddy issues or a father at all is not required to blame poor life decisions on your childhood or to join us in discussion. This podcast aims to create a safe environment for young adults to open up and reflect on how and why they are the way that they are and how to use or lose those behaviors going forward in a light, comical, and laid-back setting. Basically, we get drunk and get real about our choices, and we invite anyone and everyone to join us. We are an all-inclusive space. Childhood Childhood trauma trauma spares no one. Hello, hello, hello. Here we are for G's episode. I, I honestly prefer your episodes. I don't like talking about myself that much, and I would just rather, like, interrogate you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really liked your last one, so I feel a little nervous. No. But let's start it off how we always do, a little what happened to you this week, anything significant. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I teach pole fitness and I train it as well and like with that comes some responsibility to create content so that you can kind of get a following and and students and that kind of thing and so I was re-recording some choreography from the week and I heard my little knee go pop at one point and this is now the third time that this has happened to me Third time you hurt your knee. Yeah, and it's been alternating. So the first time was like, I don't know, four years ago I strained my meniscus. That was the worst time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was drunk as hell. Did you do the cha-cha slide? (laughs) Doing the cha-cha slide. This was in Germany. I had to go to the ER the next day and explain to a German doctor who didn't speak any English that I was (laughs) going how low that I could go. It was that, that part gets pretty intense. How low can you Yeah, get? I, I was mean, into it. And ever I kept since seventh grade, like that part is when you let your you let your freak out. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> you have to. You can't hold back. Also, like that night I kept going to the DJ and requesting the cha cha slide. Like that's how hammered I was. Anyway. So that was the first time you That was the your first name. time. And then not this most recent October, but the one before it. I blew out my right. Same thing. It was my meniscus. So I'm pretty positive I was like compensating. Mm-hmm. Um, my body alignment was just off. A lot of people with knee problems have both knees eventually mm-hmm. cause problems. So last night we returned to the left. So basically I get like a nice knee injury sandwich with the yummy pandemic filling is what I like to call it. <laughs> oh, Cause I was, yum. I was just getting over the first knee injury coming back and got hit with the pandemic kind of screwed things up and and i'm coming out of it hopefully coming out of a pandemic uh with yet another knee injury so i was there for this one and yeah dark times dark times and it's so crazy because so like there's like three major parts of the knee that like get injured a lot and it's your mcl your acl and your meniscus and the MCL and ACL are like the two more familiar and like usually like if you mess those up you get surgery. I thought um, your MCL was your meniscus. No, they get often confused. Both times I hurt my meniscus, they thought it was my MCL, but mm. it wasn't. And the meniscus is like smaller and it often gets strained and there's like really nothing you can do besides just like strengthen yourself back up and wait. 
And there is surgery, but the surgery is kind of whack. Like it's not very beneficial in the long run. You, yeah. you often end up with arthritis of the knees from mm-hmm. your meniscus surgery. So cool. Great. <laughs> like that sucks. So you're kind of back to square one having to do yeah. strengthening and taking a little break, which can be hard. It's hard to take a break from things you love, obviously. Yeah. And I just, I'm the type of person that kind of has no chill whatsoever. And I'm going from thing to thing at all times. Like every moment is accounted for in my life and I work like crazy and it's just like really hard when I'm actively working like I'm trying to get content so that I can get more people in my classes and I can do more classes and and then for something like that to just like come like cause all of my hard work to come to a screeching halt it's like really disappointing and of course none of my other projects stop like I still have other things to do I, I get to experience playing the drums tomorrow with a bum left knee like I don't know how that's gonna go drums oh. just because your yeah. band my snake. you can just throw things oh out yeah there sorry explain things to people <laughs> I'm like I'm she's in, a, in band. a band she has a podcast she teaches pole fitness I work she's a graphic designer she runs like five different social media <laughs> pages so yeah that's what she means by projects yeah I, I do a lot and it's well it's, but I think that's good that you have multiple things going on because it's not like you're putting all your eggs in one basket and because yeah, you have to take a break from pole dancing right now. It's not when people put everything into one thing and then they lose it, then it's just darkness. And well, and that's kind of what happened to me last time I hurt my knee. Yeah, you have so much else to look forward to and I think I'm surrounded by like a lot more people yeah. right now than I was the last time. I literally looked at my energy statements from last year at my old apartment and the month of October when I had injured my knee. I didn't even meet the minimum for energy use. Like, they were literal dark days. Like, you didn't turn the lights on? I sat in darkness. I didn't cook anything. I was just sad and depressed. We are not letting that happen. (laughs) I will make sure of it. Yeah. But, of course, we have to figure out how to blame this on Dad. And... Uh, He's a workaholic, too. I mean... Oh, my God. Like, literally, I feel like I get a lot of my compulsive need to be working all the time like it's not even about and I think it's the same for him too it's not even about money it's just about needing to be needed and needing to be doing so our dad worked basically a little like a he worked for American Airlines a little bit over a minimum wage job his whole life Mm -hmm. 80 hours a week up until no college degree same as me he felt like he had to prove it yeah it's like I think it's a yeah a means of proving your yeah worth and but we've seen how that worked out for him he worked himself until he lost his health and then when he lost his job he felt like he literally feels like he has nothing now that he can't work and we can't let that happen to you well at least it's not all work for me yeah like a lot of different things but I am like that where I have to keep busy basically I have to be yeah yeah. And it's a good and a bad thing, obviously. Definitely, yeah. But it definitely kicks my ass. But yeah, thanks, super bummer. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Super bummery week uh, for me. But I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna pull through it better than I did last time. And at least I know now what to do to treat it. Yeah. And you have me here. <laughs> yes, it helps a lot. So starting on a nice 
piling flaming Honestly, shit. Honestly, I'm enjoying this because my episodes <laughs> are usually the depressing ones. Super <laughs> depressing. A whole change of pace Me, I mean. here. <laughs> I yeah. swear, I'm not the only one that's going through it. <laughs> talk about this week um i'm gonna talk about like how i don't know my own worth (laughs) just throw it out there point blank yeah do any of us yeah like i just i don't know and i feel like okay i'll just kind of circle back so so i feel like we've talked a little bit about imposter syndrome and all of that it's come Mm -hmm. up in our conversations before Mm -hmm. but i feel like having not gotten a college degree or anything, I've always been kind of like the street smart person who kind of just like fights tooth and nail for everything mm-hmm. and has to constantly prove herself and that kind of thing. But there's that dynamic mixed with like when I'm faced with the question, like, okay, how do you want to be compensated for that? I'm like, uh, you don't know. I don't know what you're worth. Yeah. I literally couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. And it comes up so much, like literally well, you do everything a lot of freelancing I do. Yeah. Stuff, so. Freelancing my, my actual job, what I'm worth. I do more than what I'm asked to do. Um, and then like when it comes to teaching, I'm an independent contractor. Like I don't know how to create my own rates and, and I go above and beyond. We're not employees. So when someone asks you like, what, what do you expect to be compensated for this? What, what is your thought process? Like, where do you, where do you go? Where does your mind go? Like, I will literally go online, see what, like, the average person in the same line of work does, and then I will, like, take money off because I'm like, okay, well, I can't charge that because So I'm you not- lowball yourself. Yeah, a lot. And you think it's because you – why do you think that is? Just because I don't have any, like, formal training, even mm-hmm. though I know I'm good at what I do. It's just – it's crazy. And, and I – I think a lot of times I get into situations where I almost feel like, oh, this is mutually beneficial. I'm going to have connections. I'm going to mm-hmm. have, you know, networking, blah, 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 or like industry access. So maybe I don't charge as much and then that's fine. But at the end of the day, like that's not how that works. I am giving you a product. I am, I am doing labor. You owe me that. And then what other, other stuff comes up about in addition, that's just business man like I shouldn't be cutting myself off right from the get-go because that's just exposing myself to a situation where I'm going to be taken advantage of which has happened to me time and time again so going back to like childhood Mm -hmm. do you think you saw it come up there yeah I mean like it was less about compensation because it wasn't really like work work I mean I had a high school job being a lifeguard for like um apartment complexes mm-hmm. and a lot of people couldn't hack it because it was like kind of weird that job was sketchy yeah yeah it was super sketchy i worked it for one day and i never went back yeah they literally would have me go pick up my paycheck from their home mailbox it was super weird it was really weird yeah but like you i would work there all the time yeah though. i would spend all summer and i would be the only one that they could count on and so i would like be working the whole first half of the day and they would be like, Hey, can you go across town and go to this pool? Someone just decided not to show up and I would be working like overtime and I made hella money, but it was like, 
I just, I kind of fell into step of being that person that was just like a yes man. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I see that really benefit me. And sometimes it really, really does not. Yeah. Um, and then like even before like that, like any sort of like monetary value type of worth, like there have been times that when we've kind of talked about this too, where I, you know, thought I had the skills to do something and honestly probably did. And I would panic and not do it because I didn't recognize that I could or like view that in myself, like with cheer, like I was in competitive cheerleading and stuff my senior year of high school. And even the younger days when mom gave me an out, I took an out because I didn't have to face like my own like judgment of myself. Because you didn't feel like I could do it if I had the option. You didn't see the value in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what would they see with, in like, me? Your worth. Yeah. And so like when I had an opportunity to go and compete with like the really, really big teams right before I left for college, like I completely bailed because I just didn't see why they would want me on the team. So it's almost like you didn't think that they would see your worth. So instead of like, instead of getting rejected, you just decided to yeah, not go for it. Yeah. And I think that directly translates to like even the examples I gave about giving my rates, I could give my rates as I think that I deserve and they could come back and say, no, I'm not going to pay for that. And that terrifies me. Mm -hmm. So I give a lower rate. All that's doing is selling myself short. You know, there have been multiple times where like I have lowballed myself for work that I've done and people have reacted like, Oh yeah, yeah, of course that's easy peasy. I'll pay that. Mm -hmm. And I'm immediately like, I I fucked up. I fucked up. Why do you think you do that? Because I don't want them to say no. I don't want my work to not be used. I don't want my work not to be distributed. Where do you think your thought of them saying no comes from, though? Because there's people who will probably highball, like, and say that they should be compensated more than they probably should. So where do you think your idea of people won't think you're worth that amount comes from? I think it comes from my own insecurities of feeling like I don't have like anything to back it up, even though Mm -hmm. I do, I genuinely do by now, but like I kind of got here in like a roundabout way. And so I'm afraid of being exposed as a fake, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you don't actually know what the hell you're talking about, you know? And that applies across the board to everything I do. And yeah, like, I mean, even to my core as a human, like, just someone to call me out on my bullshit and say, nah, <laughs> yell lying. <laughs> but we're all bullshitting our way I know. through it. Like, but that's, even... that's the thing is, like, I'm like, I'd rather be safe and be like, okay, I'll just, I'll take a couple bucks less here and there and get the job and and have it guaranteed than to not have that opportunity Let's at all. Let's play a little game. What's the worst that could happen if you gave what you're really worth and then someone came back to you and said, we're not going to pay you that. But then I don't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> and I want all the jobs. I want to be able to do everything. That's a problem, too, is I am a yes man 
in okay. my actual job and I'm a yes man in like outside life. If someone comes up to me, I can't tell you how many times people think, oh, you're a graphic designer. Cool. Can you do a logo for this? Can you do this for me? Me sending her pictures to edit for me all the time. Uh-huh. Can you edit this light out of my picture? Yeah. <laughs> it, seriously. It's not just you. It's a lot of people. And I love all of you. I genuinely, genuinely do. And it really doesn't take more than a moment of my time to edit a stain out of a t-shirt, but it adds up and it, the projects get bigger, mm-hmm. you know? And, and then it's like, well, where are my things at? It's like, okay, well y'all definitely aren't paying me <laughs> like family and friend discount yeah. all of a sudden became free. <laughs> and so then, what do you think is worse though? Um, doing stuff that you think you should be compensated more for, or, just saying no to people who don't see your worth. I think I'm at a stage in my life where I'm transitioning into a period where I have to start saying no. I think for a certain amount of time, it was important for me to say yes and not get paid or get paid less than I was worth because I saw it as an opportunity. Like even the simple things like doing invitations or your guys's graduation cards, (laughs) That was an open door for me that if one of y'all's friends said, wow, I really like that, maybe they would pay me to do theirs, Mm -hmm. you know? But I'm kind of getting to a point where "Mm, not as necessary. Maybe I can afford to say no from time to time. But now it's become such a habit. I just say yes. I'll find time somewhere. I'll pull it out of my ass. That, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard to say no. And... Yeah, like a lot of times I find that that's why I'm like so old fashioned. I almost like respect trade more than I respect money. Explain. Like I would rather like me be like, oh, damn, I have a flat tire and like some random, like obviously not like a total random person, but like maybe some guy overheard me and was like, hey, I fixed tires, but I like your bumper sticker did you make that yeah I made that cool I need new business cards for my tire making company or tire fixing company I'll fix your tire if you'll create a business card for me I would rather do that than get paid actual money but why I don't know it just feels better it's kind of more direct you're putting like a middleman yeah there's like that just doesn't make sense to me why like that's cool like you can literally say like okay cool I made you business cards so now you go tell other people that I make business cards maybe it's a baker maybe it's a babysitter okay then you you go to the baker and then you trade business cards for cupcakes yeah hell yeah but (laughs) how do you survive well then maybe I get like maybe I get like twice as many cupcakes as I need and then I give some cupcakes to someone else in exchange for I don't know, seeds. And I start growing a garden. That shit was cool back then, man. I seriously respect trade. Okay, that was like a very like crazy example. Playing too much Animal Crossing. No, no. Animal Crossing is over. It's been done for months now. We have moved on that past was that the stage be- of that quarantine. That was the beginning of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, like obviously I don't want money to go away. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I do respect trade, but I do feel like I think what you're trying to say is you respect people's craft and that it has value and you don't necessarily, and sometimes it might not be like equal value. Like maybe Mm. the tire guy was a bad example. Maybe like he (laughs) fixes my tire. I give him business cards for a discount and that equates to an equal, 
You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, it, or vice versa. Maybe it costs more money for a tire replacement. And so I pay him a little bit, but I pay less because I gave him business cards. Like there's like, there's something about respecting I, what someone else has, someone else has like spent hmm. their life training for. Seems like almost you're trying to get out of having to define your worth by just doing a trade. Well, I feel very attacked right now. I feel very attacked right now. Hmm. Yeah, and it's gotten me, it's actually like, oh, I feel like really attacked. I don't know. I don't know. Um, just a, just, just an observation. It's gotten me in actual trouble before trying to think like that too, so actually you're probably right. Yeah. I think that you just need to know your worth. It's a lot easier said than so done. So much easier said than done, obviously. And, like, here's the thing. I'm no dummy. Like, I know that, like, kids are studying, like, actual children just born out of the womb. I'm being dramatic, but, like, they're young. And they're studying, like, way wilder software than I've even dreamt of learning or knowing. And mm-hmm. they're right on my hot on my heels. So my worth goes down every day. So by the time I figure out how much I'm actually worth, <laughs> it ain't going to be accurate anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, like... Uh, there's like a lot of things working against me on that front. Well, but you it, can't. I think it's um. Obviously, we all compare to each other, especially with social media and stuff. But do you think that you should define your worth by comparing yourself to others? No, it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. But then, how do you define your worth if you're not comparing to others? Honestly, like then, how do you? Where do you come up with this arbitrary? value of your worth if you're not comparing to others I think a good place to start would be like actually sitting down and calculating like how many years experience I have in each thing and kind of breaking down like not just like the the time spent but who I've worked with that I've learned from and kind of like those kinds of experiences I think I can kind of like maybe put like a number to each of those things and kind of see where I end up. But when you have that number, you can only find, you can only, it only has value in comparing to others. Don't you think a number is just a number until, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) But a number is just a number until you compare it to others. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting so off top. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I feel really attacked. No, I'm, I'm actually genuinely trying to figure out how do you define your work. I don't know. If I knew, do you think that I would like, I'm actually trying not to have done it by too. now? <laughs> like, I'm questioning myself, too. Like, I'm not just questioning you. Like, I just actually want to know how does a human being define their work? I would also like to know. That's what I'm here today to try to figure out. Because I sure as shit don't have it figured out. That's the whole point. I don't I know, and just... I think that's why I do. I try to compensate by trade, trading skills, trading whatever, like crafts, because I don't. I, that's something that's so, like, yeah, out of my, like, brain scope to be able to sit there and, like, put it. Because I could even, like, even if I did put, like, a literal number, it's not just comparing to other people, like, just for graphic design specifically, right? Let's say that I, I price logos at one flat rate price, but that 
all are not the same as the others. It's not just comparing to who I am compared to other designers. Like one logo is not the same as another. One might be worth more money than others. Mm-hmm. It depends what the client is asking me for. So it's really hard to then just say like, okay, well, this is the price of this. But I don't know. It's it's really complicated, honestly. Yes. I mean, this is obviously not something that has an answer to it, I don't think. Yeah, I know, because otherwise we wouldn't be discussing it. <laughs> We're not here to find answers. We're just here to... But I think it's just important that you acknowledge it. And then when someone is asking you what... Um, what your rate is or something that now you actually take a moment to think about it instead of automatically lowballing yourself. Like now that you're aware of it, you can think about it and be like, Hmm, and actually take a moment, take a step back, think about all the things that you've done instead of just, I feel like at the beginning of your career, you automatically lowballed yourself and maybe you've carried that with you throughout your career, but you have so much more behind you to back you up now. And now that you've recognized it, you can be like, wait a second, I have this. You can actually think about it. I have this, this, and this. I'm actually worth more than when I started. And I think too, the bigger thing than like necessarily like changing the number that's associated with my worth is my ability to not care what if someone says no to you. Says no to me. Yeah. I think that's a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, but like another example I have is like, cause we kind of got into it about the whole trading stuff. And so when I first started teaching pole fitness, like I kind of like started making myself useful in other ways. I used graphic design as a way to be useful to the studio and things like that. And like lines quickly began to blur as far as like, once I got brought on as an instructor, how I was being compensated, how much I was paying as a student, but I was also, you know, helping with the marketing and teaching and, like, all that stuff. And it's easy, like, as much as I do like the idea of trading, it gets messy because when you're dealing with people's personal, like, crafts and what they worked their whole lives for, there's a lot more, like... Um, I don't want to say emotion, but like, it's like, it's more personally invested in something when it's something you've created that you've created. Yeah. Yeah. And you're dealing with like, Hey, here's the thing that I've created. And they're like, okay, here's the thing that I've created. And then if things go like, like if, if you don't see the thing that they created up to par as to the thing that you did, it's easy to start being like, "Mm." but they might feel that way too. Exactly. And it's like hard, cold cash, like. There's you no. Also, you also have to be careful when I mean people can spot people. I think there are people who can spot people who don't know their worth, and they unfortunately will, they'll milk it and take advantage of it. And, and I think you've fallen there. victim to that. And I've been there. But do you just to bring it back to I guess childhood because that's mm-hmm. what we're here for. Yeah. Do you think it stems from anything in particular? Hmm. I don't remember ever, like, being, like, fully taken advantage of for, like, my actions as a kid. I think I was always, like, emotionally invested in stuff. And, like, even in my friendships, like, it's so funny because the way, like, you and I fight, I know that I can go silent and then you'll, like, be like, oh, my God, talk to me. (laughs) And it's actually not like that. It's like that now more so in my, like, adulthood. But when I was a kid, I was the one that would have to go and apologize. I was the one who had to get the c- 
conversation going. I had to be the one to make the effort. So did you, did it make you feel like because people didn't come to you to fix the issue that you didn't they didn't feel like the you or your relationship was worth it uh-huh. maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And then I turned into the asshole that does that to other people. <laughs> Full circle, people. Full, Full circle. circle. Growth, but the wrong kind of growth. Am I right? And I mean, just to blame it on dad. I mean, and it's easy to feel shit. not worth it yeah. when he abandons you. Yeah, literally. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> easy to feel worthless. <laughs> so. But what? I do think, I do think it like, it so reflects like the way he worked and the way I work are very similar. Yeah. And... But he got his worth from work. (laughs) Carl just snored. (laughs) Carl just Carl is sleeping on the freaking ground and snored. Um, (laughs) He got his worth from work, and as soon as it was ripped away, he lost everything that was his identity. So just take that and learn from it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that was trash advice. I need to. I need to get off the mic. That was tonight. honestly trash advice. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yes. Was it? I thought it was pretty good. Uh huh. Am I being harsh tonight? No, it was just like it was just like, hey, Dad got sick because he's doing exactly what you're doing. No, not exactly. Think exact. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to give the truth. <laughs> well. Bottom line, I know that I am worth it. It's just an uphill climb. Sometimes it just takes a conscious effort to remember. I think mainly I need to say no more, accept no more, raise my prices across the board, (laughs) (laughs) and be completely okay if I'm not in someone's budget. That doesn't mean that I'm not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It just means I'm not in your budget and you can't afford me. I like that. Yeah. There we go. I think that's a good way to, to think about it. All right. Thanks, Dad, for making us cocky assholes. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Give us a follow on Twitter, underscore, underscore, daddy issues. And over at Instagram at underscore, underscore, daddy dot issues. Also, if you're listening on whatever Devices. platform... Guys, you can tell we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we're on any platform, give us a good rating and a review and subscribe. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can like subscribe to the episodes, right? Yeah. Or to the podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. But do that. Subscribe, like, comment, um, leave reviews. Five because stars we see only. that you're listening. We can see. We can see. So five stars only. So give Just us kidding. a review. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) See you next week.